Hello, and welcome to episode three of the Brick and Modem Resale podcast. I'm your host, Trevor, and this is... Jake. Hey, Jake. It's been a while. Um, so yeah, we've been busy. We, we skipped March. Um, we both took vacations. Uh, Jake made a large purchase. We've just been busy with all kinds of different stuff. So today, we're not going to have a real like solo topic to discuss. We've just got enough to catch up on that it should take up our entire time here. So Jake, we both went on vacation. Uh, how was your vacation to Tennessee? Yep, we went to East Tennessee, Gatlinburg, Pigeon Forge, that kind of stuff right there. Uh, it was great. We went six months ago into September, and it was horrible. It just rained like every day but two days, and those two days were the weekend, and that's when everybody pours into the mountains. So uh, that was the first time we went with my son. And he really liked it, you know, even though it rained. So we decided we'd go down there again, and we did. And it rained like half of a day, and it was fantastic. We did a million things. I couldn't even tell you all the stuff we did. I'd be leaving something out for sure. But it was great. It was fantastic. Over Easter, so. We're going to have to talk about it uh, off the air sometime because Amanda's been talking about wanting to go to Tennessee and she's just not sure like what free things there are to do there, like to to pass our time for the girls. Uh, we don't want to, you know, just go visit a bunch of stuff. We got to pay money for every outing. And I'm like, well, I know Jake goes a lot, so I'm sure he'll be able to tell us. Oh yeah, I got some good spots for you. Okay, yeah, we'll have for to talk sure. about that. Uh, so I went to Destin, Florida, and it was it was awesome. Great weather the whole time. Um, they did have uh, really rough oceans, so there was a one day it was the double red flag, so you can't get in the water at all. Even if you like stepped in the water, the they were driving up and down the beach, they'd yell at you to get out of the water, which is is kind of dumb. Like I think if you want to swim, it should be your choice if you want to put your life at risk, but whatever. So we couldn't swim on uh, that day, but it's it's weird to go down there because you know me and Jake are from Indiana. And they just started loosening protocols for COVID. Down there, it was like a whole new animal. Like, nobody wore masks. Servers and restaurants weren't wearing them, which was just – it was a weird feeling. Um, but it was great to go down there. It was Nora's first time to the beach, and it was Lily's second time. So we're talking about going sometime uh, summer break. That's why we're talking about going to Tennessee. So, yeah, that's the the quick of our vacations um there could be a ton to talk about i mean we both got little ones so the joy of taking family vacations so also while we were um gone from the podcast jake you made a very large purchase you want to talk about that oh the underwear purchase no the oh yeah we already talked about oh my other big purchase yeah oh yeah my, my new toy my new, toy. new toy yes yes i um uh, i purchased a well, let's just call it something that I've been looking for for a long time. Uh, it's a Corvette. And you did uh, mention this on the first podcast, that it yes, was a goal was, of yours. It was a goal, and um, I guess thanks to the underwear, uh, <laughs> not really. Just I, I was just tired of waiting, actually. I, I had a pretty good amount of money saved up from you know sales and tax returns and just change, literally, like, I don't know, probably 40 pounds of change <laughs> saved up and rolled. But yeah, oh my gosh, look like a 
looked like a shady deal in the uh, finance office there at the, <laughs> the bank, but I purchased a 2012 Chevrolet Corvette Grand Sport. So it's a uh, supersonic blue. It's absolutely stunning. Beautiful, beautiful car. Turns your head for sure. Um, I don't think you've seen it in person. I have not. I really like the the color of the pictures, though. I love that blue. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. I'm the third owner, uh, which multiple owners in a Corvette's not uncommon. Someone might buy it and then their life changes and they need a minivan now or, you know, whatever the case may be. For this guy, his uh, I think his daughter was going into college, so he was looking to pay for college. But um, he bought it from the a dealership that took it on trade from the original owner. Uh, the dealership told him the original owner was very picky about his car, very picky about, I guess, the car he must have purchased. Um, but he said he never drove it in the rain, never did anything crazy to it, nothing like that. Uh, and this guy never drove it in the rain either. In fact, he owned it, the guy that I bought it from. Bought it, I didn't buy it at a dealership. He bought it about four years ago, and he only put about 4,000 miles on it. I mean, the thing is immaculate. It just needs one little thing, and that's uh, where the heated seat switches are in the ashtray. That part of the trim is broken, and I have a new one, but God love UPS. Oh, I hate <laughs> them. Sorry if you're UPS. <laughs> oh, I, but, uh, I saw your uh, post about it. I didn't know what you were expecting. Well, I'm expecting that part, and I need to get it put in. It's an easy install. But a guy in uh, Orange County, California, off of a Facebook group, um, a Corvette group, had one, and he sold it to me. So it was supposed to be here Friday, and, well, I must be at the very end of the UPS route <laughs> because this happens every time I get something UPS. It says, out for delivery, 10 o'clock at night rolls around, check back tomorrow. It's not getting delivered. I check tomorrow, check back the next day. I assume maybe tomorrow I'll get it. Uh, Hopefully. I don't know. Who, know, who knows, but I guess it's not the end of the world, but I'd like to get it put in because this Friday or Saturday, I'm getting the entire car uh, ceramic coated. They're going to do all the paint correction, like the little swirl marks in the paint from just being washed and stuff over the years. So he's going to do a complete restoration on the paint, which it's already in like really nice condition. And then he's going to go over all the plastics, the windows, the wheels, the whole thing, I guess, is getting ceramic coated. So it's wow. a new experience for me. But it should look like a mirror, I guess, when it's done. I don't know. So I figure, you know, why not? It stays in my garage unless it rains anyway. Yeah. But unless yep, it doesn't it's rain. Cool. Yeah. Or, yes, it doesn't rain. I'm not driving in the rain. You yet. only drive it and, in the rain. Only in the rain. <laughs> Screw those old guys. <laughs> no, 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 no. I want it to last. You know, I do have a little bit of a payment. I, I gotta, I gotta pay off on it. But uh, it's a whole lot more car. I got a, I got a great deal on it. I mean, I should have paid quite a bit more. The guy I bought it from was just super, super cool. We did, we drove it on Sunday. We should. We talked about it while we were driving. We hashed out a deal, and I said, you know, give me a couple of days to get the money put together because it's Sunday. All the banks here are closed. We don't do car loans on Sundays here in Indiana. And uh, we shook hands in the parking lot, 
had a tire store on the east side of Indy. And I told him, I said, I'm shaking your hand. This this deal is done, in my opinion, and my and I'm not going to flake out on you or anything like that. And I was just so worried because it's such a good deal that he was going to get somebody else off for full price or offer more. But he stayed true to it, met him at his bank, gave him the money. I drove him home and took the car home myself. So just a really – it was really refreshing to have somebody like that because if anybody does resale – and they do sourcing off of Facebook or whatever, you'll know that people flake out on you or don't show up or you show up and they're not there because they sold it to someone else. You know, it's just, it's really, really frustrating. But this guy was good. So that's my uh, huge purchase. I mean, that thing cost brand new more than my first house. So. Oh, <laughs> If I recall, didn't you have to wait till like Wednesday to meet him? There was like a yep, pretty good. Him. Yeah, that's that's torture to wait three days oh. to not know if you're a hundred percent gonna get the thing yeah, you're I, hoping for. I just ended up taking that entire day off of work. I was just like, nope, I'm not yeah. going to work. I got just too much going on, and yeah, it's just it's super cool. So pretty happy, well, and definitely... my five year old loves it. Oh, I bet. Oh my gosh. He thinks it's. He says my new, my car, first car will be a race car, Daddy. I'm like, no, <laughs> I don't know about that. But yeah, <laughs> that was. It's fun. It's it's fun to make some new memories with him, and just cruising around in it. It's it's. It doesn't feel like you're sitting on the ground. It's it's not rough. It's very smooth. It's a little louder than a normal car because it has the uh, acrylic top, so the okay. the roof panel that comes off. It's acrylic, so. It does let a little bit of road noise in, but not bad. So it is convertible. No, the it's okay. like the 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 top roof comes off. Like you know how you have like a sunroof would okay. open. Only it's the entire top just comes off of the car, and you can put it in the trunk, like a oh. tarp top, like T tops. Only it doesn't have the center bar. Okay. The entire thing comes off. Interesting. So. I've only drove once with it like that because, you know, good old Indiana hasn't been right. too kind to us with three inches of snow a couple of days ago. <laughs> that was ridiculous. Yeah, that was stupid. But yeah, it's yeah for it's super for everyone. Fun, super fun. For everyone not in Indiana. Yeah, we got three inches of snow at the end of April. And <laughs> it was I had to shovel my uh, in front of my door to get into my house because we had a snow drift. I'm like, oh this God. is the dumbest thing in april to have to deal with oh my god and it was like a slushy like a slushy you get like at a dairy queen right. was that consistency around here around my house so yeah good heavy wet snow Stupid. yeah it, it knocked down a lot of branches at my father-in-law's house and knocked down some trellis that he had it, it just did a lot of damage it's ridiculous to have to worry about that in april but it is what it is but yeah, you're going to have to take me in a ride in the Corvette at some time. Oh, yeah, for sure. That's not a problem. I'm sure it's not the greatest garage sale wagon, though. Oh, but it sure is fun going in. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We've done it twice now. Oh, my. So, well, once, just once, just once, yeah. There's not been very many garage sales. <clears throat> they're, they're just ramping up, and it rained Saturday. I did get some good stuff at a garage sale Saturday, though. In Lebanon? A couple things. Yep, in Lebanon. A couple things. I hit up Lebanon sales Friday, 
and I did pretty well. Um, was it yeah. Friday? No, I did last Friday, a week ago Friday. I did pretty well over there. I did not go this past Friday because um, I had to go into work, and then I had to wait like 45 minutes for the first sale to open. I'm like, no, I'm, I'd rather drive to where I know there's going to be more. So I went to Carmel and hit a community sale over there. Nice. Yeah, it was fun. But I don't know That's if like- I've mentioned that on the podcast. Um, I now have Fridays off of work. Um, so I'm able to go garage selling on Fridays, which has been super nice. It'll be nicer when there's more garage sales to go to. Um, Lebanon's had like two or three every week on Fridays, so it hasn't been too much. But hopefully those will start ramping up a little bit. Um, I do want to update you on my bat situation here at the house. Um, shortly before leaving on vacation, we had another bat um, flying around our living room. I think I, I texted you about it. Um, I eventually put a motorcycle helmet on that I have in the, the barn for sale and two tennis rackets, and I was going to go fight this thing, but it ended up flying out of the house. So in Indiana, they're considered um, endangered. So we tried to get a bat guy to come out back in February, I think, and he would not remove the bat if he would find it because – it has to be above 55 degrees at nighttime to release them into the wild. So he wouldn't do anything. So we just had him come out this past month and he finally inspected the house and surprise, surprise, we had bats, uh, which I knew we did. Um, but we had quite a bit of bat feces in the attic spaces of the house. So he gave us a quote and it was for $9,000. Yeah. So that basically nope. is to seal up all of the the holes and any any way that the bats are able to enter the home. They seal all that up. They put this like vent guard on top of the roof that stops them from coming in up there. And then they the cleanup involves removing all of the insulation, all of the bat poop, and then putting new 12-inch insulation over the entire um, attic space of our house. So – they basically give you two quotes. One was for like 9,000 and that's the quote you're supposed to give to your insurance. And then if you have to pay out of pocket, they give you another quote, um, which was 7,000 something. So still a lot of money. Um, thankfully our insurance is covering it a hundred percent, which is awesome. Yeah. Um, because, um, if you ever have to deal with this, bats are not considered vermin and they're not considered pests or not pests, uh, rodents. And a lot of insurance, they they make that claim that if you have an infestation of rodents or vermin, they don't cover it. Well, bats are considered neither of those. So um, it kind of slides in there sometimes. And thankfully, our insurance, they didn't even ask any questions. They just said, yep, we'll cover it. Um, we did get a um, – oh, crap, what do they call it? They're basically going to um, give us less, and then once they give us the final bill, they'll cover the difference that way – we can't we can't submit them the nine thousand dollar and pay only seven and pocket the two grand um, depreciation. That's what it is. They're going to depreciate it. So they've come out. They've already sealed up all the holes. They put a couple back cones in. It apparently lets them out, but they are not able to get back in. They look like aluminum foil, like um, like toilet paper rolls, kind of coming off the house. It's really weird. Um, but they're going to come back uh, May 7th and clean out all the insulation. So hopefully I won't have to deal with 
any more bats. I haven't seen one in a while and I haven't heard them either. So they apparently can't live without food for more than a couple days. So they should all be out of the house because they have to leave the home to go eat bugs and stuff. So that's all taken care of, thankfully, because that was a nightmare. Hey, you get new insulation out of yeah. it. That's cool. And we talked about uh, redoing our insulation anyway. Just It's an old home, and he told us that it's like four inches in most places in our attic, and they're going to come and put 12-inch in. So we're getting a pretty good upgrade. It's kind of like when you uh, you get hail, and then you get to replace your roof, and it's like, thankfully we got hail it's kind of like thankfully we have these bats because it it actually ended up working out in our favor pretty well so that's yeah, the uh, about, go ahead oh, go ahead i was gonna say talking about damage i've not i've got to figure out what i need to do about my privacy fence because we've had a lot of wind and it's damaged and broke a lot of my privacy fence so talking about insurance i gotta get some quotes on that so that's super fun yeah. Hopefully, hopefully your insurance will help you out. You know, when uh, lumber prices are not to be funny, but through the roof. Right. I mean, my privacy fence, I think if I bought all the wood is over two grand just to buy the wood. Not to, you know, take the old fence out, put the new fence in and concrete or whatever, drill holes, whatever's got to be done. And I don't have the time to do it, so I'd have to pay somebody. Right. So yeah, who knows I've heard that's the... I've heard the cost to build a home right now is just astronomical because of the lumber prices. Mm-hmm. And then the, the time a it takes of, to get it to. Well, like a sheet of like OSB wafer board type stuff. I think that I, I just hear my dad talking about it. I think he said it used to be like eight bucks or 10 bucks a sheet four by eight, four by eight. And now it's like, 30 bucks or something. I don't know if those numbers might be a little off, but you get the idea. It's like way more money for that stuff. And that's what you use a lot for building two by fours and everything are just really high. So, right. Oh, well, COVID ripple effect (laughs) ripple. So in our last podcast, we talked about how Jake had made this giant underwear purchase. And I believe the last time we talked, you were just about ready to break even. Um, And you hadn't listed hardly. I don't know if you had listed anything at that time. Yeah. So at the time you had sold it to some ladies at work um, and you had taken some to a resale clothing Mm -hmm. store and you were basically getting ready to break even. So where are you on the underwear game? Well, I am. I ran some numbers before we started to talk here. Um, I ran some numbers, and I, in short, I am currently just over $700 in the profit from the deal. Uh, I did sell three more pair that I got after we're done doing this, so I'll have to get those ready to go. But that won't add too much to it. Maybe, I don't know, 12 bucks, something probably profit. Uh, but I'm 701 in profit. I figured somewhere in the ballpark of $1,400 in sales so far. Um, eBay, my consignment shop I sold to, and some people from work and you know miscellaneous stuff like that. And all that I have listed on eBay has been the women's stuff so far because it is incredibly taxing 
talking on time to get this stuff prepared because all of it is different cuts, different materials, different styles, and you, you, nothing is written on there. That all the tags had been removed, so you couldn't like take them into Kohl's and return them and get full price or in-store credit or something. So all that's been removed. So I have to go through and figure out. Sometimes even with a tape measure on the the side where the like the leg sides of the leg would be the cut there and some are like a half an inch difference and just a quick look they look the same you're like that's the same thing so i had to go through and and measure those and figure those out i had to figure out based on the the style like the or not the style the um the build of it like 72 percent this and 10 percent that and all that stuff the fabric construction i had to go through and figure that out because i don't want to list something as the wrong product and get a whole bunch of returns that right that'd be really bad so going through all of that i got all the women's stuff separated except for a couple pair i i don't know what they are i figured out oh, the heck with it i'll just deal with it later but i went through all the women's stuff and i probably have like a standard rectangle size uh, laundry basket two-thirds full that i still have to list so probably 40 percent no, yeah, well, yeah, about, probably about 30 or 40% overall of the entire haul has been listed. So maybe nuts. 80, yeah, 80 or 90% of the women's stuff's been listed. And that's what I'm at so far, 700 something dollars in profit. I think that's pretty good. Would you do and it I have, again? I think I would. Yeah. Yeah, I think I would. I think I would do it. Uh, and I still have all the guys' stuff to list, and I haven't even listed any of the bras yet, and those are... Those should add up super fast. And there's some guy stuff in there that's still worth like 4 or $5 a pair. But there's some that are like $20 a pair that sell constantly on eBay for that. So, And I've got a lot of those. So I'm just waiting so, for some time off to get them separated. So the, the average buyer, are they buying like one pair, two pair, three pair? Like what are you, what are you finding that – are you sending multiples of – I know you do your shipping discount to – to encourage people to do it that way. Do you find that it's working? Yeah, I think so. It's a um, $4 flat for, for that listing. If you buy one pair and every pair additional that you buy, whether it's from that same cut or it's a different fabric or whatever, any, I call it like a build your own bundle mm-hmm. listing is how I've got it listed. Um, so any of those build your own bundle listings that they choose from, if they just put it in their cart and then go to the next listing and find what they want, it's only a quarter extra per pair. And I find that the quarter extra puts me almost flat with shipping. So I'm not overcharging. I'm not making. I'm actually losing money on shipping after eBay takes their 10% of their shipping whatever fee. But you know it's close enough. So it's it's not taking advantage of anybody, that's for sure. But I'm selling. There's some that I sell just one of, and I'm like, why did it? Why buy one and pay four dollars or five dollars plus four shipping? So you got, you know, eight or nine dollars or ten dollars into one pair. It just, but who knows? You right. can buy it that way. I think I sell on average probably two to two to four pair, maybe three two, pair, three or two four a pair. Buyer. Yeah, I mean, sometimes they'll buy, I think, nine or ten might have been the most in one sale, which that was great. It was a great sale. Right. 
Yeah, I don't think. Hey, I don't think that's bad at all. That's pretty good. So I still fourteen hundred, fourteen hundred and seven dollars, not including tonight, is what I think I've sold pretty accurately. It might be fifty dollars more than that, but I, I'll take that as a win. Right. I'll, I'll admit when you first bought that, I was like, <laughs> I don't know if this is gonna be a good buy or not. Like. It, it's just a ton of underwear, you know? It's like, you, know, you just never know how it's going to play out, but I'm glad it, it worked out for you. Well, I, I saw that um, YouTube video from Part-Time. I think it's Part-Time Picker. He's out in, where is he out? In California, I think he is? Yeah, he's in California. California. I saw a YouTube video that he did, so shout out to him, where it was one of those, like, everybody overlooks this blah, 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 whatever thrift store. One of those kind of videos. And he walked into a thrift store and he lo- he went over to the underwears and he goes, everybody misses this. And I think he picked up a couple pair of like vintage Hanes, whitey tidy men underwear or whatever. And he showed that he sold them for like 20 something bucks or whatever it was. I don't remember exactly. And I thought, wow, I never thought about that before. I, I would have. It's like people saying you buy used shoes and sell them for 50 bucks. Who buys used shoes? I, w- I never would have bought used shoes. So it's along the same lines. And I thought, well, everything around in our area gets picked through pretty good. And my traditional avenues of revenue have kind of dried up a little bit or there's just not a lot of profit left in there. And I don't know anybody in my area that's looking for those. So I went and I went to um, the one in Westfield and I went to the underwear area and I, I Looked and I found three vintage Warner's bright stripe panties or whatever they're called. I was like, huh, they're 99 cents a piece. Took them up to the counter and I think the kid was too nervous. He sold them all for 99 cents. I'm like, <laughs> okay. I said, I think those are a dollar a piece, but whatever. He didn't, he, well, it's a dollar. Okay, thanks, I guess. And I put those on eBay and I sold them for like 30 or 35 a piece. I was like, holy. Holy cow, I made a hundred bucks on a dollar. Right. <laughs> so I just started looking more and more and more. And, and I came across that large lot and I thought, why not? I mean, For I sure. could get my money back or a lifetime supply of underwear. Either way, I win. <laughs> <laughs> well, not women. Well, I guess I don't if know what you're wearing under there, but. <laughs> so. I don't uh, think I had my best-selling day ever on eBay last week. In one day, I sold $900 uh, worth of items, which was really good for me. Um, And that's going to – unless you've got any more you want to say on the underwear situation, that's going to lead into uh, our best finds since our last podcast. So I'll go ahead and go first. Um, So I did text you this, and I put it on my Instagram, but I did sell the Walkman. So I picked up a – um, a blue, I forget the model number, this Walkman. It's basically one of the first Walkmans ever made. It was featured in the Guardians of the Galaxy movie, which is, I think, why it's worth so much money. A lot of people, mm. I don't know, like to have items from movies that they enjoy. Um, so this Walkman did not end up working. Um, it powered on, but it wouldn't play anything. And I sold it for $430. So that just sold last week. Um, so that was the first thing. And then the other thing that I want to mention is uh, an item that we actually are going to keep. And it was um, 
you'll know the the sale that was across the street from O'Reilly Auto Parts mm-hmm. this past weekend. Um, I picked up a shampoo, no, not a shampoo, a spotter, which is a like a carpet carpet spot extractor. It removes spots on carpets. We've had a couple uh, stains upstairs, and we've been talking about buying a uh, carpet cleaner. And I was at the sale, and uh, I was like, what is this thing? And the lady was telling me that her husband used it for car detailing. Um, and she's like, we just want it gone. He said he'd sell it for a dollar. I was like, well, I'll freaking buy it for a dollar. I didn't look up anything about it or anything. Those things sell, like, I haven't seen any that sold used, but new ones were like over a thousand dollars. Um, it's yeah. a commercial grade, um, they, it's a San, Sandia brand, which they make like a lot of the stuff in like schools and stuff that they use to clean. And we just used it today and it worked great. Um, wow. So I'm going to count that as one of my other best sales. And then my third thing that I'm going to talk about is actually in a game that I'm going to have you play. Um, so you're going to have to guess which one is the best sale. Um, but before that, Jake, what have you uh, found since our last podcast that you'd consider one of your best pickups or, or even sales? Well, I uh, while I was on vacation, I'll load it up here on the phone. Last garage sale season... I purchased from here in Lebanon a huge, like, they must have collected, um, like, Kermit the Frog and all those guys, Muppets. Hold on, I'm trying to scroll to it. I got a lot of underwear. I got to scroll through to find it. (laughs) Where could it be? So I went and looked at Jake's eBay, and it literally is, like, underwear, 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 and then a random non-underwear sale, and then, like, three or four more underwear (laughs) It's insane. Here it is. Uh, 1989 Muppet plush lot. It's got Kermit, Miss Piggy, Animal, Gonzo, Rolf, and Fozzie. All of those um, from 1989. So it's, it's, you know, it's vintage or whatever you want to call it. I finally took an offer of 120 bucks. I didn't think that was too bad. I think I have... I don't even know a dollar or two in each one, maybe. So I thought that was a pretty good sale. Um, I found a red queen from the second Alice in Wonderland movie, Alice through the Uh looking glass, 2016. I found that yesterday at a garage sale for $2. I listed that today for 70. So is it a plush? No, it's like an um, action figure doll. Okay. Thing. A little damage on the back of the box, but there's the comps are like 85 bucks listed. Some have sold, whatever. So I figured that or best off for someone offers me a little bit less, I, I'll snatch it up. Um, just some random stuff like that. A little rock action figure, the rock. Mm-hmm. I think I might get like 15 bucks for that. I paid a quarter for it. And just some random stuff like that. Some Wii games at a garage sale. Of Wii games. I didn't nice. have these in my collection. They're crap, but I don't care. I got a dollar in them each. So I'll sell those. Is Wii Sports and Resort still going for like 35 bucks? I I think we sell it in our game store for like 20 Okay. It might be that. They sell COVID, it for crazy. COVID shot uh, both Wii Sports and Resort up quite a bit. And I know sports has yeah, been dropping yeah. back down to like the $20 mark, but... 
Mm-hmm. I didn't know how much resort was up there. I don't I ever find it. 20, 25 bucks. It's an amazing game. It's super fun. Yeah. I, I just fly the airplane around. Yeah. It's, it's really funny flying in the volcano and just fly around. It's cool. Uh, some things that I did not find at a garage sale or like retail, retail arbitrage. I found about eight of these Sony uh, printers. Let me pull it up here, and I'll tell everybody what it is. Active. I got a, a watcher. Maybe they'll buy. Maybe they won't. Who knows? They are. Again, going through underwear. Hold on. <laughs> oh, I just sold Ooh. a uh, CD. Some CD thing. Double, okay. Double cha-ching. Cha-ching. I love it. My other phone will do it. My work phone will do it here in a minute. Okay, so these are Sony Digital Graphic Printers. It's a UP-DDavid 711MD. It's something that connects to, like, an ultrasound machine. Like, if you went to the doctor and got an ultrasound of your baby, they'd print mm-hmm. out that little, you know, picture that everybody right. gets. It's uh, one of those types of printers. They're real okay. small. They thermal transfer. Um, I found those while whilst dumpster diving at my spot that I will not tell. <laughs> but six of like the I think I found eight or nine of them. Six of them were sealed in the box, brand new. And I have no idea what retail is because it's a medical thing, and those places don't give out prices online. They all want you to call them right so i found a sold comp for 2.99 so i put mine on there for 2.99 i got six of them so you know who knows have you had any offers or anything yet nope i've got one watcher 33 views i mean it's such a niche product right I, i thought about putting it on amazon but really i Amazon just sucks right now. I can't list anything on it. I list it. They just take it off in two weeks. They say, you can't sell this. It's like, why can't I sell this? It's like, they hate me. I don't. I I haven't had much luck with Amazon either, so I I don't list anything on there, really. I've thought about... Yeah, um, that's my biggest find. I've thought about going through, like, a, a distributor... And just buying like 10 of something super cheap, like toys, that just so I can get ungated in the toy category. Because that's normally what I find, like toys. It's like, oh, this would be good to sell on Amazon. Oh, I can't because it's a toy. Um, but I've thought about yeah. trying to go through a distributor to do that. Not worth my time to pay more fees. Right. And then people so, return everything from Amazon. It just sucks. Have you had any returns on the underwear? Um, well, I, I don't offer returns, but somebody complained about a pair. They bought one pair and they complained that it was whatever it was. None of it's used, but the, like the back where it says the size was faded oh. and they were upset about it. It was like five bucks. I said, whatever. I just refunded their money. Keep the thing. I don't care. Yeah. Another person had said that uh, one of the leg hole areas was sewn, st- stitched up a little bit, so it was kind of not right. usable or something. I don't know. I didn't sew <laughs> these. Jockey sewed them. And he was, you know, he's like, I understand I got to return it, but 
what if I just buy a couple more pair from you and just throw one extra pair in in the deal? And I'm like, yeah, well, sure. I that works out good for you. That works great. I'm, I mean, I got like 30, 40 cents in them, right? So I was like, yeah, all day. Let's just get it done. Be happy. He left good feedback. He was happy. And then a lady bought like three or four pair, and she's like, these are way too big. I didn't realize they'd be so big. Can I return them and buy like four smaller size? And I probably would have said, yeah, sure. But I didn't have the size she wanted. I didn't have enough to fill the order. And I told her, I said, I don't have enough to fill it. I, I'm not doing returns. I mean, she tried them on, but she told me she didn't try them on. It was weird. I was like, <laughs> no, I'm not. No, thanks. Unless you're like super hot and send pics. I'm just kidding. I'm just joking. But no, I was like, no, but, but if you buy anything else, I'll ship any amount of whatever you buy free. I'll eat the shipping, which... You know, whatever. She just, nothing happened. And then there's a pair that I sent to Mexico, and they haven't made it there yet. They're still in route, and the guy or girl or whoever it is is freaking out about it and saying I, they opened a case that they haven't got it. It's like it's in route. Right. I'm, I'm not returning. As soon, but eBay probably will step in and give him his money back, and then he'll get them for free. Whatever. Guessing this is Again. not through GSP. Did you do the... No, I did pirate ship. Yeah, but I think pirate ship might step in and cover it because they've had to change from USPS to some other shipping company because USPS went through the roof on their rates. So they're using a different Assuron or I don't heck I don't know what it's called. Um, so they said if there's any problems, let them know and they might cover it. So okay, it's five bucks, guys. Six bucks. Right. I'm not, if I if the guy doesn't get it, if the gal doesn't get it, whoever eBay person doesn't get it, I'll just refund it. I'm. It's not gonna kill me, but I, that's not the name of the game, right? Cost of business, right there. Cost of doing business. So, yep, pretty much. Okay, I've got a game for you, Jake. All right, we're gonna let's play. we're gonna test your estimation skills here. Um, so I'm gonna list you off thirteen of my sold items from this weekend. And the only thing I want you to do is see if you can guess the top five, uh, most profitable items, not, not most profitable, the highest sold item price. Um, cause it, you will have no idea what I have into them. Um, so there's going to be 13 of these items, but I'm only going to tell you the titles of them. So your goal is to get the top five. You ready? So the first okay. thing I will show this because I already showed him this because it sold when I sat down. This is um, the title is Rare Vintage Star Wars Droids Yellow C3PO PVC Figure 1986. The next thing is a Nyko Fabergé style egg, enameled gold floral holly Christmas. So it's a Christmas ornament. And the next thing is a pair of Tommy Bahama denim heritage wash straight leg crop jeans. Next thing is a lot of four mixed vintage, vintage Jurassic Park action figures. These are the people, not the dinosaurs, from the 90s. Uh, a pair of Merrill hiking ankle boots. Uh, freeze mid-black Arctic grip. We have a Marini rumble baseball bat. And I'm not going to tell you all the specifics of the bat. Uh, we have a Littlest Pet Shop number 67 Collie. It's a gray and white puppy dog with blue eyes. So just one figure. 
We have a Jimmy Grave Raver dancing animated skeleton. So this is a guy like you push a button and he dances and sings to you. Then we have Rewards and Fairies. This is the first American edition by Rudyard Kipling. Um, this is like 1910. It's a very old book. Uh, next thing, we have a vintage, rare, hard-to-find Disney Mickey Mouse first-class works poster. So I don't know the the year. It, it looked old, so I just put that it was vintage. Uh, we have a Brookfield 125 Plastics 1995 Brickyard 400 Chevy Monte Carlo pace car. So it's a model. And the next two things we have is a vintage 1989 Telco uh, red velvet dress girl holding a candle. So it's like the the candle. Have you ever seen those candle girls? They move and yeah, the, the candle lights up. Yeah. yeah. We got a and then the last, yeah. the last thing is a vintage 1999 Brickyard 400 strap back hat. So... There's a lot there, but I want to see if you can guess the top five um, highest sold price. And one of these Gosh. items was going to make the list of – and no look at it at my eBay. And one of them was going to make the list of my best finds since the last podcast. So let's see if you can oh, – I'm totally if, bombing it. And if you need any uh, reminders, I can just give you the quick of them. I don't know. I was right. I'd say Jurassic Park figures, the book, the droid, because you showed it to me. It makes me think it, but I don't know. Maybe not. I don't know enough about Fabergé eggs, but that doesn't sound cheap, so we'll say the egg. And uh, one, two, three, four, one more. I don't know. Baseball bats are hit and miss no pun intended right <laughs> this is a little kid bat i'll tell you that it's not an adult bat let me think what else could it have been so the things you have not oh, said would be the jeans Bahama, no no the merrill hiking boots the littlest no. pet shop figure the dancing skeleton well, the, what year is the littlest pet shop um it's it's a blue magnet so it's one of the it's like early 2000s and i just sold another thing new in box avon cologne thing wow so the littlest pet shop was um they come like a blue magnet and then a pink magnet this is a i believe it was a blue magnet so it's early 2000s probably 2002 Mm, nah and then uh, let's see the poster, the Mickey Mouse poster, the Monte Carlo Brickyard, the Telco Candle Girl, and the Brickyard Hat. I say Candle Girl. Okay. I don't, so I'm don't gonna... know. I, I'm real hit and miss on the NASCAR stuff. I mean, that's there's so much of it. It, right. it can be good, but my experience has not been – I mean, it's like – Okay, but nothing real big for me. So, okay, that's what I say. How bad did that? So I'm going to tell you in order of the lowest priced items first. (laughs) So the lowest priced item is the lot of four Jurassic Park toys. They sold for eleven dollars and ninety nine cents. Okay, you you told me to pick the worst, right? Not the best. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, Now, if they were the dinosaurs, they would have done better. 
Um, and these I didn't have any of the yeah. yeah these didn't have any of the parts to go with them. Uh, the second okay. cheapest thing was the the hat, the vintage brickyard hat. Yeah, I figured. Oh, I'm sorry. The second cheapest was the brickyard car, the the pace car. It sold for twelve dollars. Then the hat great. for thirteen. Then we have this guy right. No, just kidding. The Tommy Bahama jeans were twelve ninety nine. Mm-hmm, yeah. Okay. Then the Fabergé egg was only seventeen dollars. Uh, um, but I did. I did actually do pretty well on those. Um, I paid $20 for a whole bunch of that brand ornaments last year at the garage sales, and I've been selling them for like 15 to 30 each. Um, so I, I did really well off that entire buy. Okay. Uh, so little droid guy, he sold for $18.89. Ah, see. I, he was only I figured a, about 15 bucks. Yeah, he was only a quarter, so still a good profit. That's a great deal. Then the bat sold for um, $23.09. I've, I'm out of order now because it's hard to sort them. Uh, the littlest pet shop figure was $20. Nice. Um, so the book was in the top five. Uh, that book sold for $34.99, free shipping, uh, but it's media mail, so it's super cheap. Um, that was last weekend at the garage sales. I bought 80 vintage books they're all from like 1900 to 1940s um i paid 30 bucks for 80 of them so that one book sold for that and made all my money back um the merrill hiking boots were 33.75 so a pretty good sale on that Mm -hmm. um the the candle girl 34.99 and they paid $31 to ship it. Hey. And then the the next two are the big sellers. The poster, the Mickey Mouse poster, actually sold for $42.74. Wow. And so this is the, the thing that blew my mind. So this Jimmy animated skeleton. I picked this up at a garage sale in Carmel for a dollar. Uh, I wasn't sure if it worked or not. Like, I pushed the button, and it kind of lit up, but it didn't do anything. And she's like, oh, it probably needs new batteries. Thinking, well, why would it light up a little bit? Like, normally if something's dead, it's dead. So I just took a gamble on it, brought it home, put batteries in it. It worked. This thing sold for $174.99. This thing is only, like, this tall. When I looked up... um. There had only been one that had sold, and it sold for uh, 150 at auction. So I was like, well, I'll try it at 175 I listed it on Friday night. By Saturday morning, I had four buyers sending me messages about it, asking all kinds of different questions. And then by, um, by lunchtime, he sold for full asking price. So the top was the, the skeleton, the poster, the book. The boots, what is that for? And the um, telco girl. So the, well, the angel. So you got two, <laughs> two out of five. Hey, I so, wonder. I don't know. I thought that might be a, a more fun way to to have the reveal about that skeleton because that it just blew my mind. 
but that thing that thing sold for so much. Yeah, it played the song "Down" by Jay Sean. If you know, <laughs> if you know that song. Um, but yeah, so 175 dollars. And um, I find I found out that it doesn't 100% work because apparently it's supposed to like turn its shoulders back and forth, and it doesn't. And uh, the guy asked me, he's like, does it turn in your photos? It doesn't ever look like it's turned. So I looked up YouTube videos of what it's supposed to look like. And I messaged him. I was like, no, it doesn't. He's like, oh, it's okay. I'll just fix it. <laughs> so it, he still paid the 175 So that goes out tomorrow. That's a heck of a deal. Yeah. So, Jake, is there anything else that we talked about discussing? So we're at the 49-minute oh. We like to be long-winded, especially me. <laughs> yeah. I did well, want to ask last you. Time. Oh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Um, I do have kind of a topic. Have you have you seen the the new news about uh, taxes in regards to internet sales? No, I was going to ask you your opinion on that. So, I mean, you're aware that like once you hit above twenty thousand on sales. Um, Whoever you sell through, sell through, they have to send you a 1099. I believe it's a 1099K. Um, so they're basically sending to the IRS that you've made over this amount. So at that point, you have to file. You're supposed to file taxes all the time, but we know not everybody does because if it's not reported to the IRS, there's no documentation about it. Um, but you're aware of the $20,000 uh, threshold, am, right? Yeah. Yeah. They are lowering that threshold. Um, Biden signed it sometime at the beginning of this year. So I don't think it counts this year. I think it's for sales starting in 2022. Um, but in 2022, the threshold is lowered to $600 for a year. So <laughs> I thought I'd ask you about that and see if that. Well, is- he's not going to raise taxes on anybody <laughs> that makes under so many thousand, whatever, mm, I, I don't, yeah, I'm not a really big fan of the man, so. Yeah, I'm more um, curious. That's stupid. Yeah, I'm more curious if it's going to change if you sell as much online or do you start focusing even more in the booth? Like, are you prepared to to start doing taxes to only, because I know you you have to sell more than 600, but you haven't really hit that 20,000 before. No, do you think this will change the way you do your your eBay business at all moving forward? I don't know. Good question. Probably still do eBay because it's still a good, good deal. But if that happens or that that does work out that way, then I'd have to do my taxes. I'd probably turn them in quarterly, right? Instead of wait till the end of the year. I do keep spreadsheets of all my stuff, like what. What it is, how much I paid for it when I bought it, what it sells for, what I charge for shipping, what they pay for shipping, what the all the fees, all the whatever fees could be. So, you know, sure, I sell a thousand dollars in 2022, and they send me a a 10.99 on it for the a thousand dollars. Well, I should be able to hopefully prove. Maybe I should keep my receipts better this year starting. I should be able to hopefully prove that that $1,000 was not $1,000 in profit because I'm sure you can write off expenses. So, yeah, I'd have to write off the buying it and all the fees and everything. I'm sure those are expenses. I'm not a tax 
pro, but right. So I'm I'm still I, we had to file our taxes um, for last year because I did make more than the twenty thousand, so I was sent a ten ninety nine, which I knew I would be. Um, and I'm still a little confused on the cost of goods sold because apparently you can measure it in different ways, but every I know there's a way to like if you buy inventory, it's kind of like first in, first out. So whatever you bought first, you just write that as that's what left first. But the way I did it was the the actual. So I bought this, you know, this hat for a dollar, and then when it sells, that's when you're allowed to say that you had a cost of good for a dollar, which sucks. Like yeah. if you spend like on your underwear, let's say you spent $500 on it, but you only sell half of it. You can't claim $500, even though that's what you spent, because you have to claim it once it sells. So there's no, you're not supposed to claim the the purchase until it sells, which is weird. I'm not, I'm not an expert on taxes, but th- that's what yeah. my research is, has found. So it's been really confusing on how to do it. Because especially when I went, I filed my own taxes. I probably should have went through through somebody the first time. But you're supposed to like your beginning inventory and your your inventory at the end of the year. Well, I don't know how much that is because we buy it, you know, for a dollar. Well, do you is it the price that you paid for it or is it what it's worth? I have no idea. It's it's really confusing. Um, but I was more curious because I know that there are some people saying that they're already just gonna they're going to drop out of the resale game. Like some of the YouTube channels I watch, they they're buying up people's inventory because they don't want to mess with it if they have to pay taxes on it. So, cause it is already signed. So it, it is going to go into effect and um, it's already signed into law or whatever it's called. Well, so unfortunately for, you know, electric cars and yeah. stupid crap. So yeah. And I don't, I don't know if that will, cause the 1099Ks are only supposed to be from from agencies that collect payments for like on your behalf. So since eBay collects the payments, so I don't know if that'll affect flea markets or you know that kind of stuff. I don't know if they'll have to send them out. Like if they did, that's gonna really suck. Well, if they do, I hope we get more of a heads up on it so we can start. Right. And like I said, I'm pretty sure it, it doesn't include anything you sell this year. Like the it's the tax year starting next year, so it'll be yeah. in 2023 when we have to pay our taxes for 2022. But uh, something well, you might want to terrible. To, yeah, put some more research into because I I heard about it and then just this past week I went and did some research on it and it it, it does appear to be already signed in to going into effect. So. Well, that makes me love the man even more. Yeah. <laughs> Not. <laughs> yeah. That that sucks. That's my opinion. That that sucks. I mean, if it's twenty grand and he wants, oh well, we'll make it ten grand. We'll make it fifteen grand. Six hundred dollars. Yeah, six hundred. Which is why not like, just a dollar? Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you sell anything online, like at that point, I mean. Shoot, even a, someone that just sells a couple things it wouldn't take much to get six hundred dollars. Right. Yeah. So I don't I don't well, know that, why they chose six hundred, but I have my ideas. 
Yeah. <laughs> I'm pleasant. Well, sorry to make this <laughs> no, so negative sucks. at the end. Oh, <laughs> uh, womp womp. Well, yeah. what are you going to do, right? You sell You should probably do your taxes on it anyway. Yeah. So right. We're all su- supposed to, but, you know, we all... We all live off that uh, the hobby. What is it? Hobby income is what I always said it was. Oh, it's a, yeah. it's a hobby selling, selling online. Well, if I get a paycheck and you take my taxes out of it, federal, state, local, you take all that out, then I go to the store and I buy something. Then you take more tax out on me. I mean, come on, how many times is your money taxed? Right. Let, let somebody make a little bit extra. You know, because all we're going to do is buy more stuff and stimulate the economy. Isn't that why we got 800 stimulus checks? Right. If you can see this, I I don't know. Yeah, you're not going to be able to see it. My death pile definitely shows you that I've been stimulating the economy. So my my basement's pretty full right now with inventory. (laughs) No, I got a lot of stuff. I got a lot of stuff to list. So I just... Finding the time. That's the other thing. I always talk about my college stuff. I am starting the third week out of five weeks of my third to last class. So I've got a couple more weeks of this class, two weeks off, and then it'll be five weeks, a week off, five weeks done. That'll be August. I can't believe it's that fast. But So in August, ready. you'll be done with school completely? Mid-August. I'll be okay. done. And I'll technically graduate december i guess because that's the next because i'm gonna walk the stage i figured you know what i'm almost 40 i started a long time ago never finished and now i'm finishing i want my son to see it you know it's kind of an achievement sure i'm like the third person in my family so that would be my mom dad aunts uncles and my cousins first generation cousins not like second twice removed or whatever that stuff is I think I'll be the third to finish college, third or fourth, out of a whole mess of us. So that's pretty cool. So that's pretty that's pretty big achievement. So I'd like to walk the stage and get the robe. And so far, I still have a 4.0. I don't yeah. know if that will continue. I'm hoping so. It's a lot of work. It's, it's a lot of stress. And then I can move up at work and get some free time back and List, list, list. I got to pay for that Corvette, apparently, before 2022. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> is that a business expense if I garage sale with it? I think it is. Yeah, it I'll is. write it off. Yeah. I'll just write the whole thing off. That's what I'll do. They'll owe me so, money. So, at work, um, are, is your goal to be like the the type of officers that has to go into the courtroom and do the testifying? Is that like the next step for you? or? Well, it could be. It'd be case manager. For community corrections, it can be, um, I mean, probation, I guess. if I, I could be a probation officer at that point if I wanted to be, or an opening came. I could do uh, pretrial release, which is kind of a newer thing, okay. where someone gets arrested, they um, they get, like, you know, you know the jail because you work there with me. Mm-hmm. Uh, they installed all those video screens. Well, we can meet with the person that was just arrested like the next day, next business day or whatever, or same day maybe, and fill out like a, a paperwork packet and you kind of determine loosely what their risk base is on reoffending or, you know, how much of a risk is it to let them back out or should they stay gotcha. incarcerated? That kind of boils it down. 
I don't know a whole lot about because I don't deal with it daily, but I could move into that department maybe if they need another opening because I think we're going to start a drug court and some of our people might go over to starting a, a drug court, which is like a special court just for drug-related offenses on how to rehabilitate and sentencing and stuff. You know, someone just smokes a little marijuana or something, send them to prison is kind of just – that's just kind of – Really, it's kind of stupid. I don't like marijuana. I don't want it to be legal. It's not my thing. I have my reasons for that and I have evidence for that. But some of the stuff people get put away for, it's kind of silly. It doesn't really do any good for them. Yeah. So we're thinking about starting something like that. and Maybe I can work in that. There's just a lot more doors opening with finishing college than what I got now. What I got now is be a secretary or field officer. And... I like doing field officer work, but I I don't get paid very much. I'd like to get paid more, and my hours can really suck, and you know that kind of thing. So yeah, but, yeah. yeah on college, oh, it sucks. Yeah. Terrible. But you know, two years of online school, online classes, it's not been too bad. It's gone quite fast when you look back at it. Yeah. It has taken all of my free time almost just about all of it so it's i'm stressed out i don't sleep much you know it, there's a lot to it it's a mind game for sure i'm nice hoping after stuff. you i'm hoping after you graduate maybe we can go to like every other week or something oh yeah, yeah get, that'd be cool because uh by the time we end up talking now it's like you know if we have a, a real topic and then the actual catching up that we normally do, it's like an hour and a half late, which is already an hour and 13 minutes, but, or an hour and two minutes, but it, it'd be nice to have a more consistent, uh, less of a workload as far as talking. Cause it's, it's fun to catch up and not have to worry about time constraints. So, yeah, true. So before yeah, we end this, Jake, do you, do you have any, um, any tips we talked about maybe doing tips every episode and if you don't no big deal because we had a lot to catch up on so and we didn't really plan an outline or anything for this week so well last time your tip was make friends right make friends mm-hmm. with the people the goodwill and you know that kind of stuff right yep. that my tip is if you're new to reselling it's kind of a two-part tip if you're new to reselling and you don't know where to start, start with things that you are comfortable with, that you know about. I started resale with video games. I knew quite a bit about them. I enjoyed them. I collected them. You know, I got in those circles with people, and I, I got the eye for it. So that's how I started. That's why my YouTube or my eBay accounts the game boy because that's what i sold a lot of was game stuff game related things uh so that's tip number one that's part one of the two-part tip be familiar with what you're selling sell that stuff first get your foot in the door meet your minimums for ebay you need to have so many sales to be able to list more and all that kind of stuff so do it with stuff that you're familiar with and then my next part of my tip is once you're familiar with something and you're familiar with the process and you've got some money coming in, you know, maybe start taking a little bit of a risk. It may not pay off, but you just don't know. It's a risk for a reason, right? It's like stock market's a risk, you know. But um, take a risk. I took a risk on this underwear deal 
I mean, the back of my outback was full of underwear. It was crazy, right? And like you said, you're like, okay, John, which we've mentioned a few times, and maybe we'll have him on. Um, I talked to him about it, and he thought I was absolutely crazy. Everybody thought I was crazy. But, you know, after a little more than a month of actually having it listed, I've doubled my money. I mean, you can't go wrong with that. So take a risk. Take a risk, branch out, and try something different because you just never know. That might just be the your new focus. So and the good the good thing about risks, especially when you're dealing with reselling, is sometimes a risk is a five dollar purchase. So you don't yeah. necessarily have to go out and spend you know five hundred dollars on underwear. But I take you know and, and you do a lot of this now too. Is sometimes we see something, it's like I don't really know. I'll just buy it. Like I bought a bunch of uh, like I mentioned those books. I had I assumed that I'd be able to make my money, but I didn't look up a single book. I was like, well, if I can get these at the right price, as long as one of those hits, I'll be in the profit. I did the same thing with a bunch of uh, vintage roadmaps and pamphlets. I think I yep. paid 15 bucks for like 200 of them, and I've sold I've only sold two of them so far, but one sold for 20, one sold for 12. So. I've already made my money back, and it's like I didn't know anything about vintage pamphlets, and apparently the weird ones are the ones people want to buy. So the Palm Beach Mall from 1970, somebody wanted to buy that. Like it's just crazy, but I do like those tips. Um, you definitely have to be familiar with what you're selling with when you first get started because learning eBay is a process in its own, and you want to do it with stuff that you already know about. And then yeah, take risks. That's a good good tip, Jake. Any uh, recommendations on shows or eats or books or anything you've been doing outside the world of reselling? Well, I watched um, uh, Nobody. That Nobody movie where the I don't know if it's um it's kind of like a I don't know, like a John Wick kind of thing. It's kind of okay. cool movie uh, where the guy you see the movie trailer and he's like puts his family in the basement and says, don't call 911, don't open this door for nothing, and, like, shooting and stuff. And I was like, ooh, that looks cool. So I watched that, and that was really pretty good. It's pretty entertaining. So, so Jake's buy it now recommendation is no one. Is it no one or nobody? No, no one? It's like, who are you? I'm nobody. <laughs> it was good. It was a good, you know, two-hour movie or whatever it was. Other than that, I've just been driving my car around and, working <laughs> yeah so i've i've been uh full full on marvel lately so i finished wandavision i think i may have recommended that one time but uh, i just finished um it's called falcon and the winter soldier so it's the, the story of falcon and bucky barnes the winter soldier um it's on disney plus so i recommend you watch that if you like anything marvel it's really good and they're setting it up um they've been releasing these series to set up for their like their next phase of marvel movies um, they're really good though. If you like Marvel stuff, check out the Falcon and Winter Soldier. Cool. Jake, it was good talking to you. Um, and we'll, uh, hopefully meet again next month and we won't miss another month for a while. Hopefully not. <laughs> we snuck, we snuck this one in. We only had a few days left, so. Okay. We'll, we'll see you guys next time. Bye. <laughs>